0: First time we tried to bring this back.
1: (laughs) It's a little premature. We had
0: (laughs) a child. You were hospitalized, and we thought, okay, it's coming back. We're bringing this back. Yeah, we're good. And then everything that could possibly go wrong (laughs) went wrong.
1: Pretty much.
0: So we're going to talk about one of the aspects that went wrong today. And I have a feeling it's relatable. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to While She's Napping. I am Adam. And I'm Cindy. And the worst thing that happened was that the Bills (laughs) have a new tier on the belt being 13 seconds. Mm -hmm. There was Wide Right. Then there was the uh, Music City Miracle. Then there was what else was there after that?
1: Uh, I only know God, wide Right. So many.
0: <laughs> Music City one. Miracle. Uh, I'll show you the video. Okay, that was rough. Um, and now there's 13 seconds.
1: Yep. And it was. It was so bills.
0: The thing that I love about that game, and we'll get to the to the topic of our experience with COVID in a bit, but. The thing that I love about that game is it proved to me that deep down, you enjoy football. You enjoyed that game. I, I don't mean, know anybody that watched that game that did not enjoy that game. Uh,
1: exactly. You just disproved your own point. It doesn't mean I like football. It just means that that was an incredibly good game.
0: I don't know that you can get that kind of electricity in like any other with, sport. was like that during
1: the Raptors championship run, too.
0: It's rare.
1: And. I've gotten that way about baseball, but not it's just... like that, okay. I mean, I wasn't the one like passing out on the floor. <laughs> that was you,
0: <laughs> Josh Allen is my daddy, <laughs> and he's significantly younger than me, yeah, <laughs> not significantly, probably about a decade, but
1: it was it was impossible not to get sucked into that game. There was just so much back and forth and so much you know so many ups and downs, and it was. I mean, I don't think you have to be a sports fan or a football fan to get sucked into a game like that.
0: So the plan was to talk about uh, tragedy and travesty, <laughs> rather, in sports.
1: Tragedy, I think it's a good word. <laughs> sure.
0: Mental uh, anguish Yeah, in sports.
1: Which is how you were feeling the next day.
0: And then we got COVID.
1: Right. Yep.
0: So- a lot of time has passed since that game. Yeah. And I've been able to stomach it.
1: Yeah, it feels like a long time ago.
0: So I think now it's better that we talk about our experience with COVID because, you know, I don't like to harp on COVID a lot because it's such low hanging fruit. Right. And a lot of people get sick of talking about it, let alone, you know, hearing about it. Yeah. But I think because we went through it recently, along with 70% of the country, we have that, I mean, at least I I do, I have the attitude of, I'm tired of it because I went through it. And after going through it, I'm a little bit more emboldened to take risks more than I used to be.
1: Yeah, don't bury the lead. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like it's... the reason why we decided to just go ahead and talk about it, um, even though we've tried to, you know, not harp on it too much on other episodes, um, I think it's a combination of what you just said and the fact that it seems like there's uh, there's a new chapter of the pandemic. Well, right before us, people like people
0: want to escape it. Yeah. When listening to well, I feel show. like
1: people have. Oh, you, right. Yes, I, I know, you know what, what I mean. You, but yeah, but it feels like we're on the horizon of. I don't want. I don't want to say we're like nearing the end of it or anything like that but i feel like there's you know people are um states are dropping mask mandates people are kind of it seems like we're moving towards the endemic phase
0: well that's uh, okay it certainly feels that way but the cdc is saying pump your fucking brakes
1: i know they think it's a little early but i think it's going to come soon from them they they've been behind on a few things all right like they did the same thing with the booster shots yeah whatever yeah
0: um a little bit of uh, I don't want to say house cleaning, but behind the scenes. I'm using a new microphone. Oh, my God. We now finally have the same microphone.
1: <laughs> yeah, you were We're jealous. both
0: using Electro Voice RE20s. This is what happened during a snowstorm, and you have COVID. Shopping. I'm just like, <laughs> I think I'm going to buy this $450. Oh, <laughs> my God. You
1: were back and forth about it for the entire day, literally, like every 20 minutes. Should I do it? No, no, I'm not going to do it. All right, all right, babe, I'm going to do it. Shout out to Sweetwater. <laughs>
0: Shout out to Sweetwater for all the cool gear. And they give you two years, no interest finance, right? Which is great. Mm-hmm. It makes and they call you of, right away. Call me right away asking me if I, you know, sure you want to make this purchase. Nah, Not doubting my purchase, but like, hey, we just want to let you know. We're getting it packed up for you. Should be out in X amount of days. Did
1: you find everything you needed? Yeah. yeah. Yada. yeah.
0: What are you using it for? Do you need any other equipment? They're really cool.
1: And they send you candy. Wow. I didn't see any of this candy.
0: Yes, you did. I what gave candy? you some. What was it? It's just generic shit. They give you uh, like these, uh, a, a couple of tootsie rolls, those those little sweet discs that come in a stack. It's like they're not sweet tarts, but those like generic.
1: Okay. Like discs. Sugar discs. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Yeah.
0: And they're in like a transparent plastic. Roll sleeve. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Smarties? No, they're not Smarties.
1: Okay. Maybe they anyway. are Smarties. I don't know. They
0: give you <laughs> those. They give you like a chunk of caramel. Cool. Yeah. It's like, here's some candy from Sweetwater. Yeah. For your purchase. Because we're sweet. Got it. You know? But, <laughs> so I'm using a new microphone. So The point of that is, if it sounds a little off, I'm still, you know, trying to get the specs mm-hmm. narrowed down here. Yeah. Anyways. uh, So. Let's talk about this. Okay, I, I assume you want to take the lead on this one.
1: I mean, I, I guess so. I guess um, anyone who's been listening to us for you know any length of time, and we've only started doing the podcast right about the time that uh, the pandemic started. Yeah. So I think we've been pretty transparent about our feelings towards the pandemic this whole time. And it's no secret to anyone who knows us that we've been on the more conservative side of the spectrum in terms of how we've handled things. Like it's a dangerous
0: our, word when you know, we're talking sorry. about COVID.
1: Our, you're right. Our risk tolerance has been pretty low. Yes. We have been very careful um, and have tried very hard to avoid getting or spreading COVID. Um,
0: Yeah, my 2020 self would be pissed at me right now.
1: Or shocked, I think. Like, we went out to breakfast this morning indoors. We've done a lot more than that
0: since getting COVID. Oh, I know. Since (laughs) recovering from COVID. right? We're like,
1: to me, I feel like we need to, like squish it all into like this 90 120 day you know time frame <laughs> like, I, I know we'll maybe it'll there. be longer we'll, we'll see but there. um we just i we definitely do feel like um a, a sense of in a way it's sort of a sense of relief that like we can kind of loosen up a little bit and take a little bit more risk because it's very very unlikely that we'll get reinfected right yeah, now i
0: will i will drink all your fuckers droplets just <laughs> Gross. put them in a towel and squeeze them. Gross. Yeah. Ring it out. Okay. Ring it them all. Disgusting. I got that. I got hashtag super immunity.
1: Yeah. Right. So. Uh,
0: they should have never, ever coined released- that term.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're vax. You're boosted. You got it. You're fucking indestructible. Yeah. And, you know, spoiler alert. That is how I feel.
1: I know. When I it know comes to COVID. I know. Um. So I do think it can it might be a little bit more complicated for us because of, you know, we're going to talk about the uh, the fact that we have children under five, including an infant. Um, Fuck that. That's where we while. got. It. No, right. I know they gave it to us <laughs> little fuckers. But hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about how we. Yeah. Let's talk about how we got it. So uh, our our older daughter, our almost four year old brought it home from. Uh, daycare. daycare
0: after dodging it
1: dodging it like this whole time. three or
0: four times before this right
1: she's been uh, quarantined you know as a close contact several times so her classmates tested positive she had been around them um, and we do know that she's one of if not the only child in her class at daycare who has consistently been wearing a mask throughout the pandemic yeah so it's kind of a miracle to me that she never got it because there were a lot of kids who were testing positive in her class at daycare who don't wear masks. Um, but yeah, she avoided it for this whole time. We did pull her a couple of times when cases were really high. Like le- this time last winter, she wasn't at daycare. We pulled her from like Thanksgiving till. No, she Easter. was,
0: she was there in 2021,
1: 2020 going into 21. We oh, pulled her right. yeah. at Thanksgiving. Cause there was an outbreak. There were like three you're cases right. in a week and we kept her home until Easter. Mm-hmm. so we because it was so cases yeah, yeah, were so yeah. high through the winter um but that was really hard because i was work we were both still working and trying to juggle having a toddler in the house with us um and i basically was down to a part-time schedule that whole time and that was just not sustainable so i and c- having just come back from maternity leave i couldn't take no we, more time off way. like it just no. wasn't an option they had she had to go back we to daycare. knew it. We knew it. Yeah. We, it, because of the situation, I went back to work on January 3rd, right after the holidays. They went back to daycare. It was our baby's first day. That day, they were exposed. Outbreak. There was an outbreak. <laughs> yeah. There were several positive she, cases. Sorry. The
0: baby was not exposed.
1: No. Our older daughter was exposed. Um, and there were several teachers who had tested positive just because they do routine testing on the way into the school every Monday morning. Um, and they ended up not having enough staff they had to close the whole school because so many teachers tested positive plus several students yeah uh but she dodged that <laughs> she didn't end up testing positive um even though she was exposed that first day back after the holiday break and didn't they shut
0: down for 10 days or the, something the whole
1: school shut down for a week yeah yeah because of the teacher shortage um and then so, yeah, my first I made it back one day from maternity leave <laughs> and then I was then they were both home for the remainder of the week for the rest of the week. And couldn't yep, get any. And coverage. they had to get tested. Right. Well, we didn't want to have anybody over because right. they were quarantined close contact and we yep. didn't want to spread it if they were positive. Um. So, yeah, no child care. Uh, my first week back from maternity leave. And then they tested negative. They went back to school, you know, 10, 7 or 8 days, however many days later. Um, And they were back for like another week and a half a or week. so a, a week. week. And then uh, our older daughter started uh, just sneezing. That was her only symptom.
0: On a Tuesday. On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday, you're right. Yeah.
1: And uh, she, on Thursday morning, which happened to be picture day, so I like, you know, had to plan all the outfits, like had them all dolled up, like (laughs) the whole to-do.
0: Yeah. If anybody happens to be listening, uh, parents of the daycare that we send our child. That was us. That was us.
1: (laughs) But. As frustrating as it was for picture so Picture Day ended up getting canceled as a result of our daughter testing positive because now so many kids had to go home and quarantine. It, they didn't want to have the picture day and have so many kids miss the opportunity. Yeah, so yeah. they rescheduled Picture Day. I know that was frustrating for a lot of parents because this was the second time that it got rescheduled, but hey, that's COVID. I right? don't care. I'm I know. Sorry, and I well, don't care. I mean, would it have been better if we had let her go to school while she had symptoms and not have her tested? She would have got sent home. And then anyway. she would have I mean, she was only sneezing. She only had one symptom. Yeah, so she probably wouldn't care. have. She had matter. no fever. I'm saying according to the rules of the daycare, you have to have two combined, unless it's like fever, uh, loss of taste, like the really uh, telling symptoms. If it's, you only need one of those. But Look, if it's a more mild I don't feel symptom, bad because they they're to.
0: rescheduling the fucking I know, picture this day. this
1: is totally secondary. But yeah. anyway, we were very um, cautious to even ask them to test her that morning just for something as simple as a few sneezes.
0: Would you say prudent? Yes. Yes.
1: Responsible. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and she didn't even
0: walk in through the fucking door. No.
1: We kept I didn't even we didn't even get out of the car. Um and uh yeah, she tested positive immediately on a rapid test. It was like four minutes before yeah. the, the second line came up. Yeah. Um and so yeah then that day they also immediately gave uh me and the baby a rapid test. We were both negative that day. The next day Our older daughter was really sick. Like, she felt awful. She was uh, feverish. She just kept saying how terrible she felt. She had all the normal cold symptoms. She was super congested, coughing, all of that. Deep cough. Deep cough. She just wanted to sleep. Like, remember, she was just crying all day. Both of our children. Right. They're under five. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, And our older daughter has no protection because, at least with the baby, I was vaccinated while pregnant and I'm breastfeeding. But.
0: And you were boosted during pregnancy?
1: During breastfeeding, I got boosted at like six weeks postpartum. Oh no, yeah. that's right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, boosters weren't authorized You're yet. Right. You're right. Um, you right. When I was still pregnant, so um, you
0: were you got your second shot while pregnant? Right, I got both oh, doses. Oh, both. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fuck, do I know? You don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, and I had tried. I was trying to sneak some breast milk into our older daughters, like milk or chocolate milk. But she was on to me. She said it smelled weird. <laughs> she would sometimes she drink it, sometimes she wouldn't. She said it smelled like bad avocado. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that comes from, but I thought that was hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah, just to, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to you know, speed you up here. But yeah. the the end result is the child, the oldest child, got it, brought it back, and the whole house got infected. We, there's no way we could have isolated. Every, our house is—I don't want to say it's too small.
1: No, but they're too young to isolate. Right, from it, we. We always in, knew that if one of us got it, we were all going to get it.
0: It's a ranch-style house, right? So, there's where's she going to go?
1: It doesn't matter. They need us, like right. Uh, but we've heard advice of
0: try to isolate the infected child I as think think much as possible. Not for
1: that. Not for children that young. It's
0: it's impossible. So we. Treated it like the chicken pox mm-hmm. basically is all right. We're, yep, we're all gonna get it, yeah. And this and she was is like it,
1: coughing right in my mouth, like, it was, it was- <laughs>
0: yeah. It's a buckle down time. We all yeah. and
1: we braced, we went out for all the essentials that day before either of us tested positive,
0: yeah. Because we tested two uh, the Friday following morning, day, and mm-hmm. we all tested well, two of us tested negative, so we stopped. I up had on, yep. a, a sore throat Friday. And we stocked up on everything, and I thought, if this is as worse as it's going to get, because remember, I'm vaccine boosted at this point, and I'm thinking, all right, this is, to me, mild. Manageable. This is mild. Um, and that's what, it's a mild thing if you are vaccine and boosted. I, and I said, this feels mild to me. Mm-hmm. This is good. I can get through this. And Saturday, same thing. I felt the same. I was like, all right, I can do this. I can do this. You felt like shit. Yeah, um,
1: Saturday, I had a fever, and I felt like shit.
0: You you yaked.
1: Oh, yeah. I was up all night, Friday into Saturday, throwing up.
0: Yeah. And still, I was I can do this. Saturday kicked my ass. Sunday. Sunday, sorry. Yeah, kicked my ass. It felt like an anvil. You were in bed literally chest. all day. And I, I was dizzy. I had sweats. I thought I was going to vomit. It lasted from what I remember about two, three in the morning, all the way to five in the afternoon. Mm hmm. And I was okay Yeah. after that.
1: Yeah, it passed pretty quickly. Like we all had like one day.
0: We had a wave. Yeah. And still banged out my push day the next day. Yeah. Did, did some chest. For me, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I attribute that a lot to being vaccine boosted.
1: Oh yeah, it could have been so I was convinced I was a lot worse than you because I so I had my bad day of like fever, chills, vomiting, whatever on Saturday. Correct. And then I felt much better on Sunday. Yes. Um, but I still had this lingering congestion and cough yes. yes. And that never went away. I think we can attribute that to the fact that um, you still had to, to work. So, starting Monday, you had to go back to work. And I was home with and taking care of two sick kids while I was still yes. feeling under the weather myself. And I couldn't rest. And I have asthma. And that congestion sat in my chest for a week. And I woke up again the following Saturday. So, now a week after my initial sickness uh, with another fever and even worse than before. And it turns out I had pneumonia. Yep. Um, and I had to go on antibiotics for five days. And it, it, that was the worst part. That was really scary.
0: Listen, you want to talk about father-daughter bonding. I know. Did a lot of that.
1: Yep, with both of them.
0: (laughs) Well, there's only so much you can do with the baby. Yeah, you... Okay. I'm just saying the baby's not going to remember that bonding time. (laughs) No,
1: but it's still important. Anyway. I'm not saying it's not important.
0: (laughs) I'm saying, you know, there's... You you feed her, you put her in a bouncer, and then she naps. Sure, (laughs) yeah. That's (laughs) it. Yeah. You know? Whereas the oldest wants to play all the time. Yeah. So...
1: Well, yeah. So for me, I kept thinking the same thing. Like if I hadn't been vaccinated and boosted, I'd be dead.
0: uh, I'm thinking I'd be dead.
1: I don't think so. That's a little dramatic.
0: I feel like I would.
1: You had a fever for a day.
0: Okay. Also, dudes out there listening. Man COVID. I talked (laughs) to a lot of my friends, a lot of my dude friends, and they asked me, they said, is it worse than the man cold? And I said, in the moment, yes, but I'd rather have COVID for a day than the man cold. Here's why. I'd rather have COVID vaccine boosted for a day the way I had it, me personally. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go through that on for one day. Over the man cold because the man cold fucking stretches out oh for God. like six days. It comes in all what these phases. What the fuck phases. do you think
1: I went through? I, I was sick all week. I'm
0: talking about my experience here.
1: No, I know, but I'm so you're admitting that I basically had the man cold.
0: No, you had pneumonia, which is a tier below the man cold. Below. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no medication for the man cold. At least you got amoxicillin. Is that what you got? Yeah, and a Z-Pack. There you go. Can't double, do that for, for the man cold.
0: But for the man cold, you, it starts off with that, oh, fuck, here it comes feeling like the day before the cold. And then you get the sore throat for like a day or two. Then you get the stuffy nose. And then you feel like shit for three or four days. And then it's the, the exorcism of all that stuff coming out of your body.
1: You realize you're describing a cold.
0: No, it's different.
1: That's, you literally just described every fucking cold I've no, ever no, had no, in my life. No, no,
0: no, it's different. It's not. It's different. Oh, you're
1: right. The difference is I don't act like I'm dying and no. I actually still like Listen, take care of stuff.
0: You guys need to <laughs> chime in. It's different. And there is actually scientific proof. There is a scientific study. I'll find it. It's, it was published, I think, in either Scientific America or, or the, with the New England Journal of Medicine or whatever, okay. saying that men experience colds more severely than women it's okay it's within the dna well, women something.
1: are built to endure childbirth i don't give so that a makes fuck sense.
0: i'm just saying <laughs> if given the choice of going through this again or replacing it with the man cold i'm taking this again
1: okay you can have it i'm all set of course <laughs> of course <laughs> would you take this for
0: one day no pneumonia over a cold
1: um no because it was worse than a normal cold. It was like the flu. I had a fever, chills, vomiting. You'd rather have the, plus, I had cold symptoms.
0: You'd rather have a cold for six, I five or six days. I did. So I'm trying to tell you. No, no, no. You said, you. we just talked about it. You had it for like a day, and then the next day you I felt all right. I had the
1: fever and the accompanying fever symptoms for a day. And then I had a normal cold for oh, the rest yeah, of the no, week. Yeah. I had the chest congestion, the sore throat, the cough, all of that for the next six days. And all then right, I woke right, up with pneumonia. Right. <laughs>
0: I digress. Yeah. Point anyway. Is, yes. You had something serious and it was, I don't mean to minimize it. I, I you know, tongue in cheek here.
1: I know. It was scary. It's yeah.
0: scary to see your wife have pneumonia and, you know, I'm in the phase where I'm like, all right, I need to fucking buckle down. Mm-hmm. That's the mode I was in is you need to rest because all I can think about is what I would want to do. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was. If I were you, I'd say, everyone leave me the fuck alone. I need to be in my bed. Do not talk to me. And I mean, so, that's
1: basically what I wanted unless you were going to come offer me something. Or give the Check baby them. to you to, to feed it. Yeah, which was yeah difficult because I, mean, I was to. so dehydrated. i give her the bottle.
0: But, yeah. Um, so that's my attitude was the door is shut. Mommy's away. Even yeah. though you're not, but mommy's on vacation. Mommy's no, but good. she,
1: uh, our older daughter, understood because she had just gone through it. You just kept right. saying, "Mommy has the yuckies." Yeah,
0: and you know, luckily you were able to get the medication. Shout out to your best friend for dropping it off because we couldn't go anywhere. Right. Um. So shout out for the medicine and twice. the Gatorade. She went to the pharmacy yeah. for No, no, I appreciate it. We yeah. we very much and appreciate brought me it. Gatorade. yeah <laughs> Um. But you bounce back like a champ. And again, I don't mean to minimize anything, but we nipped it close enough in the bud for you to get medicated and...
1: Right. um, If it had gone on any longer, it could have been bad. And in my mind, I was just like having PTSD about being in the hospital with preeclampsia. I'm like, I do not want to go back to the... I was in the emergency room three times during that whole saga. And I was like, I do not want to go back to the emergency room. I do not want to be back in the hospital. Like, and I was... I'm like hesitant sometimes when we're talking about this our experience because I feel like there are there are going to be those people who are like, Oh, so much for your vaccine, like, Oh, look how sick you got. And I wanna be like, Right, but I could have been in the hospital or I could have been dead. Dead. Because I have asthma, because I have an underlying condition where we knew that my lungs were very vulnerable. That's why I was so um, you know, on it to get vaccinated and boosted as soon as possible, because I I knew that it could be really bad for me.
0: So coming out of this You know, while in it, especially with the kids or our oldest testing positive first and knowing that our baby was going to get it.
1: Which side note, she did, and she also had a fever for a couple of days and has a deep uh, cough. She was coughing and stuffy, so the whole like kids don't get it. Yeah, she was she was a champ about it, but like it just I was surprised that we all were so symptomatic after the whole like. You know, for us being vaccine boosted, it would probably be very mild. You might not even know you have it. You might be completely asymptomatic. You might just have a runny nose for a couple of days. And same for kids. Like most kids are asymptomatic or just have like a runny nose. But they were, that was not the case. Like they were just as sick as we've seen them with a lot of other things, if not a little bit more.
0: So in fairness, minus the cough with our baby, it looked like a cold.
1: Well, normal cold, you don't get a fever. And she ran a, favor of right. a fever I'm for saying two days. V-
0: visually, her symptoms that you could see, you would yeah, say, she oh, she just she a grabbed a cold from. I know.
1: It's just, it was also kind of, it was super anxiety inducing just because this was her first time ever being sick. She's only four months old. Yeah. Yeah. So that, it just sucks to see your baby sick and especially when it's, it's their terrible. first illness. It's
0: especially when they can't communicate with you. Right. So helpless. Well. Yeah. Um, so the silver linings that I was trying to grab. Uh, same with family members that had similar experiences. I don't want to you know, speak for them, but I remember saying to them, hey, at least when this is over, at least after, when, when your two weeks pass, you can just do whatever the fuck you want, right?
1: Well, and we can um, interact with them pretty comfortably. We, can we have several family members who had it right before or right around the same time that we did. And now we feel like, um, you know, including families with young children who can't be vaccinated, and we were kind of like hesitant about them interacting before, um, without masks on. But now, yeah, we all kind of feel like we're in the clear. We're in this like bubble of recently infected. Yeah, we can people. do. We
0: can do what we want. We can, you know, it for us in terms of our comfort zone. We can. Well, and I
1: feel like we've just because we've been so careful all this time.
0: We're just like fuck. It.
1: I'm like, uh, it, this this go. is the time. Like, yes. if there was ever going to be a time where our risk was as low as it's basically ever going to be, it's like low. our risk is never going to be zero. And like,
0: fortunately for us, you know, we when we got it mm-hmm. in January, that bleeds into the spring for our natural immunity, quote unquote.
1: Right, our like three to four month window
0: right into the spring where right. things take a downturn in hopefully. Terms of- and
1: hopefully and hopefully. The kids' vaccinations will be right. on the horizon at that point too. So
0: we went out for Valentine's Day. We went to a, a packed restaurant in Rhode Island and shout a, out, you a kn-
1: small restaurant.
0: Uh, we should note that Rhode Island is dropping all mask mandates. hmm Um.
1: They did that day. The night that we went out was the first day.
0: No, nope, it wasn't. The next day was nope. Saturday. Was mm-hmm. it? It ended Friday, so Friday nope. was the last day. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, masks were no longer day? required on. Anyways, the, on um. Day. No, no mask requirements in Rhode Island. Um, I do think that they are still required for children until March.
1: Schools until March 4th. 4th.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to the restaurant. And I remember parking the car right in front and I said, there's not a mask on in anybody. Nope. And that was the last time I thought of Me COVID, too. masks, anything. I sat down and I didn't think of it once. I know. I didn't it, think it of felt
1: I was surprised too. I felt like I was gonna have a hard time, um, like easing back in to, to some sense of normalcy and like not feeling anxious. But say and I guess it must just be this mentality of like I literally just had it like three weeks ago, I'm not gonna get reinfected. The only caveat that I've been told, and I was told this by our um kids pediatrician and a couple of other people, um that it is possible to get infected again with another strain, even if you recently were infected. But in my, I'm like, my understanding is that like it's something like 99 percent of cases right now are Omicron, and yeah, that's more I'm than out. like that's obviously what we had. It's pretty much the only strain that seems to be in circulation right now. I, I don't understand how we could be exposed to another strain. Yeah, I'm at not, this point, I'm
0: not concerned. And if
1: there's a one percent chance, I'm all set. Like I've been,
0: <laughs> we've invited people over. We said, just come over. It's cool. Like yeah. Don't have to test No beforehand, rapid tests. Nothing, no, yeah. Come over. And, and we in, went, well,
1: I will say, though, we are still pretty much only interact with the exception of children under five. We're really only interacting with vaxxed people. Still. But
0: even if we didn't.
1: I, I mean, that still makes me a little uncomfortable. It doesn't
0: make me uncomfortable because we're not going to get anything. We're not. And we went to breakfast this morning. And I That's remember true, saying to I you. Because I mean,
1: like, there's probably a lot of unvaccinated people in that we restaurant don't fucking we went know. to. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah.
0: And I, I remember saying to you. Feels like 2019.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess on the other hand, we really don't have any unvaccinated people in our lives at this point. Pretty much everyone that we would want to interact with we has gone vaccinated. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, we Yes. <laughs> Get fucked. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't.
0: But it's No, I
1: think the few people we had in our lives who were hesitant have come around and have been matter. vaccinated it, recently. So my... there's not really anybody in our life that we have to make that decision with.
0: My point is is now as a result of this. This is why I say 2020 Adam would be pissed or shocked it's because i do feel we're at the point especially when children get are eligible to be vaccinated so the 6 to 5 6 months 5 years gap or 6 is 4 years right because if you're 5 well, right now you can get right. vaccinated so 6 months to 4 to, years yeah. um once that is put in place i feel like it's game over not for covid not existing i'm saying for protocols, for mandates. I'm thinking gloves are off. Take well, the risk. Well, not in
1: every situation. Not in
0: every situation. You're right.
1: I think mandates should still be in place for people, for things like healthcare workers and daycare workers. Sure, and stuff sure. Like that, I'm saying for the. Which isn't different from any other disease. Right.
0: Thing. I'm saying the vast majority of the population, in terms of public interaction, like having to wear a mask at a grocery store or something. Right. I think we got to do away with that now. Once, especially when the kids are eligible to be vaccinated, because you know, the if the vast majority of the population in America, I'm speaking for, is eligible to be vaccinated, the small percentage of those that can't be vaccinated because of some um, immunity, uh, sorry, not I don't know, underlining disease or what have you. That's
1: not. I don't think that's, that's really as much thing. of a thing. It's cool. more of. I mean, there might be. I think they're probably. Uh, you know. A
0: very, very small right, percentage Right, but more so it's,
1: I think, people who are immunocompromised who, are, who can get vaccinated, but their vaccine isn't as effective because they can't, like, if you're taking an immunosuppressant medication for another, uh, another sure. condition that you have, your vaccine isn't as effective.
0: Again, I'd argue a very small percentage of the population. Uh, you surprised. In, I'm saying it's I a mean, small I percentage. I mean, I personally
1: know, like, a handful of people S- who fall into that category.
0: I'm, I don't doubt that you do, but I'm yeah, saying so, I mean, that's a in lot terms of, of the population. If every person knows
1: five of those people, that's a lot of people.
0: My point is, I think Omicron was sort of that last, that was, that was COVID's last hurrah, I feel. Oh, my God.
1: I so, know what you're saying. It's, you know, it, it sounds it's cold. It just ripped
0: through the population. I know, but don't
1: forget the, the cause. So I think there are people who are like, well, now we're, we're, we're getting close to whatever, you know, would have been what we were looking to get to with herd immunity with the, when the vaccines first started coming out. Right now, it's like between the number of people in the country who are vaccinated and the number of people combined that with the number of people who have uh, natural immunity from an infection. We should be at a pretty good place. I think and we I, are. I don't disagree with that. I just don't want to get to lose the perspective of look how many people had to die for us to get there. Oh
0: no, of course. I'm not. It trying didn't have to, under- to be that no, way. No, it didn't. It, you're right. I'm not trying to undermine the lives, the lost. cost of us getting of course. to this point. I'm saying right now in the beginning of the pandemic, Fauci was like, Hey, it. We're looking at around seventy percent of the population to be. That
1: was a guess. Uh, you're right. A well educated guess. But and a guess.
0: He, he, according to the CDC, seventy three percent estimated to be infected by Omicron. That does not I know. include vaccination.
1: Well, some people are probably both vaxed right. and were infected. Or some
0: is some are just vaxed. Right. Probably a small. But percentage still, we of know at
1: but. least seventy three percent of the population has some sort of immunity.
0: Which, according to the educated guess reaches that threshold right so my point is is once you're you're able to get a vaccine and you choose not to the vast majority Mm -hmm. of the people that are not vaccinated are those that are choosing not to my attitude is i'm not fucking protecting you anymore i'm not I'm, i'm not
1: i get it i know we're all burnt out from from protecting and all along i feel like even regardless of the fact that i'm asthmatic and so i always felt like it might hit me a little harder than it otherwise would based on my age and the fact that i'm otherwise a healthy person overall um and like uh, our family is mostly consi- would have been considered low risk small children yeah younger healthy people with the um, exceptions of our of our parents well i'm talking about our immediate family yes just us and our kids yeah um but we have still tried to do our part to protect other people like yeah. especially early on when, when when mask wearing first became a thing
0: no it was mostly to yeah.
1: right to protect other people, which is still true. It does help if everyone in the situation is wearing masks. But now we're moving to like N95s and K95s protective masks. Yeah. But early on, we were just wearing like cloth masks that protected others. Right. It, it was never with the intention to protect myself. And uh, like we've been operating under that for two years now. And the fact that now it's just um, it, it's willful ignorance. It's like
0: they're not going to change their minds.
1: Right. At this point.
0: And I'm not gonna there's protect you no anymore. There's, I'm there's not. no right. And they're not asking me to. Right. You know
1: The only people who are asking us to are healthcare workers. Right. Who can't keep up with the the hospitalizations. And
0: the hospitalizations, if they're gonna creep, if they're gonna get overwhelmed, it's because of the unvaccinated. And well, there's nothing I can do.
1: I get that. I know. To and change the, their
0: mind. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm not The frustration you there anymore.
1: and why it's not a, a personal choice problem is because when the hospitals are overwhelmed, it affects every single person in the population because then you can't get care for anything, not just COVID. Right.
0: I think what I'm trying to say is once this is available, this vaccine is available to pretty much the entire population here, specifically in the U.S., because that's all we can think of. Or sorry, that's all we can base this off of. I can, yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I just, we, we, can't, we can't go out of our way to have these protective measures for those that don't want the protection.
1: I get it. But if the hospitals are totally overwhelmed, and even though I'm and boosted or up to date on my vaccines or whatever, and I'm likely to not end up in the hospital, if I'm positive and asymptomatic and I give it to someone else who will end up in the hospital, then I've contributed to the problem of the hospitals I hear being you. overwhelmed.
0: But they were going to probably get it anyway. Because they're not vaccinated and I don't know that you can go back to the to the mask mandate. Maybe or they're elderly
1: and vaccinated or they're immunocompromised and vaccinated. And I don't want to give it to those people. But the
0: vast majority of the people that are overwhelming the hospitals are those that are unvaccinated. You're right.
1: I understand that. I guess I'm just saying I don't want to contribute to the problem. I feel you. But I'm just gonna I feel like we're just gonna have to cross that bridge when we get there.
0: So I guess it's just a paradigm shift in my mind, and for how we we look at this or at least i do look if i'm required to for instance at our at the daycare we send our children they still require us to work i'm gonna do it of course i'm not gonna i'm not the type of person i'm not turning into an anti-masker here no not at all i'm more of a i'm not fucking protecting your no, unvaccinated ass anymore it's
1: just that and, and our risk tolerance has changed because of our personal situation right. at the moment
0: right right if you want if you want if you want to take the risk of getting it while unvaccinated, fucking be my guest. Good luck.
1: Especially if you haven't had, if hadn't had yeah. it before. That's what I'm saying, good luck.
0: And I mean that. Yeah. So my attitude is we've sacrificed two years. Our oldest is, you know, we were lucky that she was only two when this happened or one and a half when it first happened because she was at the age where she's, still, she's not understanding the world around her. She doesn't understand the, what she's not missing because she hasn't experienced it before. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's easier to keep your child from having those experiences like birthday parties of with a bunch of people and stuff when she didn't really have those before. We, right. We were taking it away mostly from us. We weren't oh, really yeah. taking it away from her.
1: Of us not witnessing her having those experiences. Yeah. I can yeah.
0: imagine it for children 8, nine, ten mm-hmm. who had those previous years of experiences of birthday parties Where and our get kids in high school
1: who were like in tenth grade when it started and now and graduated saying, and missed everything. We're
0: taking that away from you. Yeah. I can understand how that's harder on a parent than what we had.
1: Yeah. It was no, easier
0: yeah. for us. So right now, my attitude is we sacrificed two years of that with our child. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that anymore. No, because I agree. now she's at a ripe age yeah. of these these are going to be meaningful experiences. Yeah. For her, not just for us. Yep. You know, those photo ops and stuff were for us to look back on and say, hey, remember this? Because she doesn't fucking know.
1: Right. And for all of the, um, you know, concern and I think legitimate concerns about some of the effects of like masks with kids and stuff and what, how you know, I experienced it in terms of um the one time we went to the store and I took my mask off on the way out. You were waiting in the car with her. Yeah. And uh so when I got into the car, I wasn't wearing my mask anymore. And she was like, Mommy, you forgot your mask. And she was like really concerned. And um, because, you know, she wears it every day, daycare, and so do her teachers. But on the other hand, she has never said that when she's interacting with someone else. Like if we if she goes to dance class, she has to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. If she's at school, she's wearing a mask. But if she's home with us and we have people over. If her grandparents come over, we go to ask. play with her cousins at their house. She doesn't say anything about wear people's yeah. masks. So I feel like she's very like adaptable to the situation. And uh, part of me at first, I'm worried about not masking her anymore at daycare and stuff. um, And then having to reinstate that if mandates come back in the fall or the winter. But I just keep telling myself like she's going to adapt just Show like she has quick. in every other situation.
0: Very quick. And, you know, from my experience, from what I've. I don't want to say learned, but from what I've seen of kids and parents that have these strong anti-mask sentiments with their kids, it's you're influencing your kid to have those views, right? So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: especially the young children, they're like, oh, I don't want to wear my mask. First of all, you're just being a young kid. Most kids, I can understand that. Like, oh, it's uncomfortable. I'm trying to like pull it
1: down. That's just what kids do. It's just something that's distracting and just playing with it.
0: Parents will use that as an excuse. to be Oh my fucking kid, See, oh, oh. but if you have these strong unmask our children sentiments, mm-hmm.
1: what do you yeah, think is going to happen? Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna
0: be influenced by that, and they're gonna go to school and say what you say, mm-hmm. which is, oh, masks don't do anything. And maybe that was true of Omicron. Granted, I, I maybe that was true because.
1: Well, I just think it it it. This For most wave. people that
0: didn't have N95 masks,
1: right? I think it just illustrated the importance of the layered approach of mitigation, which sure. is like people need to be vaccinated, boosted, and everybody involved needs to be wearing a mask, or right. like, yeah. So I think that's what happened.
0: Do you have anything left to say about our experience?
1: No, I think we've already kind of uh, bled into the second half. So we okay, just all right. right. So let's take
0: a break <laughs> here, and uh, we'll get to what you think of yep. this. Thank you.
1: So, um, yeah, so that was our personal experience and a little bit about how we're kind of approaching things now that we've we've all had COVID. Um, and we wanted to get a sense of, you know, how everybody else is feeling, given that it does seem like there's a little bit of a shift happening with mandates dropping and stuff like that. And a lot of people that we know who also were recently infected right. um, over the last couple of months. So we asked um, how many of you have had COVID? Um, at any point in the pandemic, and has anybody
0: ever heard of COVID?
1: <laughs> we had one person who I love dearly <laughs> misread the question, <laughs> and uh, they answered yes to "Do you uh, have you had COVID?" And I, I sent them a text, and I was like, "Wait a minute, when did you have COVID?" <laughs> because I had no idea. And uh, they told me they they misread the question, and they thought it said, "Have you ever heard of COVID?" Have you heard of this? And and they were like, yeah, I thought that was a pretty dumb question. <laughs> anyway, let me school it, that, you. They gave us a laugh. Um, let me learn you. So I was a little bit surprised by the n- answer. It was only thirty-seven uh, percent said yes. They have had COVID, so there's still a good number of our uh, followers who have not, who have avoided it, which is kind of impressive. I that like. you know
0: of. Dun, dun. Yeah.
1: Right. Um. And so. Of uh, although of those thirty-seven percent who said yes, they've had COVID, sixty-three uh, percent of them had it during Omicron. Yeah, that yeah. So yeah. that makes sense because I feel like a lot of the people who said they've had it are people like us who were very risk averse through most of the pandemic and were very, um, you know, careful. Uh, and they just and then when Omicron happened, it was just unavoidable. And I also know a lot of these people, um, the those of. The people who answered that way to this question, um, who we are friends with, I know that a lot of them also caught it from their kids who brought it home from school. Yes. So it wasn't because they let their guard down and started like going to concerts and dining indoors and everything all of a sudden and got it. It right. was a very similar situation to ours. Um. So yeah, that tells you something about really how intense the, the Omicron surge was if the numbers weren't enough to tell you that in the first yeah. place. Yeah. um, And so... Uh, of all of these people who answered it, we asked, um, have their feelings changed about the pandemic um, recently? We didn't really give a specific timeline. We just asked how the, have their feelings changed, given, you know, the 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 fact that things are starting to change in terms of mandates and restrictions. Um, and so this question was a lot closer. It was only it was basically 50-50, 47 percent. Yes, their feelings have changed. Fifty three percent for no. So it was pretty split. Uh, I had a feeling that was going to happen because it depends on kind of how you interpret that question. And it depends on what your feelings were before, like which direction you're going. Right. Were you not as concerned about COVID and maybe now you're more concerned because of the Omicron surge and because of so many people are getting sick? Or have you always been very risk averse and now you're kind of like ready to loosen things up a little bit? So um, because we knew that that question would <laughs> be pretty close, we asked people to just tell us what, yeah. like open question box, tell us what your feelings are on the pandemic right now. Um, and we got a lot of really good input. So, we. Well, I think I'll just start with I think what my favorite one was. <laughs> um, this person thought masks indoors in crowded places should still be a thing for at least for the time being. Uh, but otherwise, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the quote. Like, it's just, it's just, you know, it. That to me just illustrates the exhaustion. And again, this is a person who I know has been relatively careful, like pretty risk averse and just finally got it during Omicron because it was really hard to avoid it. And now they just feel like, you know, what else what else can we do? And that's the other thing, too. I feel like we did everything we possibly could and we still got it. That doesn't mean that what we did wasn't worth it, that we I wouldn't have changed the way that we handled it. I'm glad that we got it now um, when we were vaccine boosted and our family was all vaccine boosted because we did give it to at least to one of our family members. Um and uh, yeah, I don't regret anything about the way that we handled it, but it, it really is just exhausting. Like we can't live like that forever.
0: Yeah, I I don't want to downplay or dis- you know, disrespect anything this person said, but it seems sort of like there's more of an emphasis on the second half than the first half. I understand Maybe. the prudency of Hey, we should, you know, mask up large gatherings. I think that would be beneficial, but otherwise, fuck it. I, I think more people are leaning towards it. Just, just fuck it.
1: I think that gets at the, um, like my, again, we're totally just like speculating on this person's, uh, feelings besides what they actually said. But like, I feel like the person, it's very similar to us. Like the personal risk tolerance is higher now. Like you're yeah. more willing to take on risk, but when you're in a situation where it's a crowded indoor space and you don't know the vaccination status or the health status of the other people there, it's still prudent to mask just to make sure.
0: My attitude right now is then don't go.
1: I know, but then that's just also don't go. really unfair to ask.
0: I understand, but most if especially it's if a you, lot easier
1: for me to wear a mask than to ask someone who's immunocompromised totally and get has it. done all the right I things totally get it to just live in their like lock up I in their house for the rest totally of their life totally get it that's not fair it
0: i hear what you're saying but that's also the vast minority of people compared
1: i understand but you just you never know
0: like, i know you never know but that is up to you to assess the risk as an immunocompromised person that is not up to me
1: i understand and i think once we reach like a true endemic phase and the hospitalization as yes, long as yes. because i think the thing for me is that if someone in that situation, say an immunocompromised person who's vax boosted, has done everything right the whole time, gotcha. Um, if that person is willing to take some level of risk to, in order to, you know, live <laughs> and have a life, um, if they do get it, as long as to me, I would just at least want to know that those type those people can get. The healthcare that they need if they get sick. I and, hear you. And yeah. right now, yeah. we're not in that. So we're not there. I mean, there, we're close. I feel like we're it's improving. But the experience I had with when I was in the went to the ER several times after our baby was born just illustrated to me like if you show up for, to the hospital for anything, you're not going to get the type of care that you normally would. I, I hear you. And it's to no fault of the healthcare staff. I and this that.
0: is where I, I I know it's not going to happen. But again, because of COVID everything was reinvented. Everything was reevaluated. Everything had a paradigm shift. It's time for the hospitals and the healthcare system to do the same for those that are willingly unvaccinated.
1: And affecting yes. everyone else.
0: It, we can't keep going through these surges of hospitals being overwhelmed because of the unvaccinated and turning away otherwise responsible people. And if that's what's happening.
1: Right. And unvaccinated people going to the hospital and infecting hospital staff who are then out sick and can't care for everybody else.
0: There needs to be some sort of adjustment and reevaluation of how to handle those situations. I don't know the answer. I know. But there needs to be some.
1: Well, this is a huge ethical question. Well, hold on.
0: Also, going back to that person that's immunocompromised. So there was a there was this thing in the Rhode Island Reddit page of when the masks mandate was ending. And it was saying, look, some people are saying, this is a good thing. If you feel uncomfortable, you continue to wear a mask. But this gets
1: back to the whole, like, it doesn't, it's not as effective unless everyone is doing it. So here's what I'm saying.
0: If you as an immunocompromised person want to go to a large gathering and you feel uncomfortable, you wear an N95 mask. I
1: understand that. But then that person can't eat or drink. They can't, like, there's still a lot of things that they can't do safely. I mean,
0: you could do it, but. And
1: never mind those types of people who have kids like, like what if I was an immunocompromised person and I wouldn't it, go go where I'm saying my kids still need daycare my kids oh school my my I'm can saying still bring it home and give it to me no, no no
0: I'm I'm responding to this person's thing about large gatherings <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking concerts circus sure, whatever. I'm just is. saying I just that, wouldn't like, go
1: I understand that, but it's you're you're basically saying, well, if you're immunocompromised then like you just need to evaluate your risk and you need to live appropriately and I'm saying these immunocompromised people need to go to work. They need to send their kids to school. They cannot avoid I, the I, risk.
0: I'm under, I'm aware of that. Okay. So but all you can do is what you can do.
1: I understand. We can't. And so be what wearing I'm saying is once we forever. get to the point where it's at an endemic stage yes, and that's what at, I mean. At a, at the minimum, people who are at a high risk. If they do get it, which it'll be less likely that they get it, because in theory, when it's endemic, there'll be sure. less cases, there'll be less community transmission. But if they do get it at a fucking bare minimum, yes, have they have hospital. access to health care. But
0: what I'm <laughs> saying to you is that if the unvaccinated people are preventing this from be- becoming endemic, yes. there needs to be an right. adjustment. Right. There, there needs to be a re- an fall, evaluation of how to right. address their, this.
1: Their life should have to adjust before the immunocompromised person has to or crawl Or the into a hospitals
0: hole. have to say, you wait.
1: That's what I mean by them being the ones to have yes. to adjust and having to deal with the consequences of their you choice. You have
0: to wait. Yeah, I I, to I, be I know. this is a really uh I know. I
1: know it's a really sticky ethical discussion, okay. but um What other responses did we get? So there were several people who mentioned the lack of vaccination for children under 5 is very frustrating. We totally get that. We were completely heartbroken. Was it last week or the week before where they had the meeting scheduled for February 15th. They were going to you know, present the, the data. We thought and, it was going to pass. Well, yeah, we assumed. Well, that's what they're saying. They, they were having the meeting on the 15th beginning and beginning of March. Beginning of March. Shots yeah. will start going out like we were like, this is this is perfect. Like they'll be fully vaccinated by the end of the, you know, 90 or 120 day window. Um, and then like three days before the meeting was scheduled, they were like, eh, just kidding. Never mind.
0: <laughs> so I remember saying to you, I'd be a lot more upset if we didn't just have it.
1: Right. Exactly. I'd
0: be a lot more upset.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: and no disrespect to those parents that are upset. You should be upset.
1: Oh, I still am upset, but I. So I'm. A, this could be a whole nother <laughs> episode, probably. I'm upset, but I also understand. Like, part of me is like, it was just. I'm glad tease. that they're doing right. I'm glad that they're doing their due diligence, right? Um, to make sure there's enough data to make sure it's it's done right the first time, because the issue would have been if they found out that even with the third dose the dosage wasn't high enough to produce an immune response, they would have basically be it. going back to square one. Yeah. 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 Um, so if, the, if there needs to be a dosage adjustment, that's, that's, you know, a real issue. So yeah, I'm frustrated that they announced it and then changed their mind. It's the flip-flopping that pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not the process itself, but.
0: Which also, n- now that I think about it, once this is approved, And there are undoubtedly going to be parents that are reluctant or hesitant to give their child the vaccine. I still think, you know, harping back on if you're not vaccinated, you need to wait at the hospital. I don't think that should apply to children.
1: No, because they can't be vaccinated. Yeah, it's not their fault.
0: (laughs) It's not their fault. They have no choice in the matter. Or if
1: they're unvaccinated minors and their parents won't vaccinate them. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, That's what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Gotcha.
0: Um, You should still be able to get treated because you you have no choice yeah um anyways continue um i know we got one we got a we got a decently sized one.
1: Oh, what did you want i was i mean i was just kind of summarizing the points that were in that one Oh, okay it's, yeah it's yeah. kind yeah. of related to to some of the other ones that yeah. we got but um yeah there's a lot of uh so one thing i did notice that and this is sort of just anecdotal i didn't like dive in to connect the answers to the people who answered the polls specifically but from the few that I did catch on and recognize I felt like there was a pattern emerging of the people who were more likely to say that their feelings have changed in that they are feeling a little bit more comfortable in doing more things are the people who have just had COVID (laughs) which makes sense I mean that's where we are so the people who were saying things like their feelings are you know are complicated they're dealing with things on a case by case basis they're kind of just waiting to see how case numbers um you know trend over the next few weeks there were a lot of people who said things like um they're still comfortable when they know the vaccination status of the people around them um but they still mask when they're close contact with someone or in a public place such um, individuals
0: did not get covid exactly yeah.
1: those were all the people who have not yet had covid good for you and because <laughs> right and those are the, that's exactly how I would have answered yeah 3 weeks ago four weeks whatever before i had it um so i i I completely you know get that and i feel like that's a very appropriate way to respond um i did there was one that was uh well so then there was a bunch of the whole like feeling burnt out from protecting other people which we just you know covered um that's a very common feeling there was one that was really interesting that gave me pause i had to think about it for a while um and it's I think it's an interesting um, kind of pivot from what we were just talking about is that this feeling of uh, all the anger and frustration that they have felt towards unvaccinated people um, over the last year or so has turned to um, compassion and sadness rather than anger.
0: Yeah, I can't get there. (laughs) Sorry.
1: So, well, and actually, so actually I should like, maybe I should just read it because I think... Part of it is um, maybe it's not compassion for the unvaccinated themselves, but for the people who are losing loved ones because they're unvaccinated. Okay, well, um, I held a lot of frustration and anger towards the unvaccinated for a long time, and it's taken me pretty much up until about two months ago to finally let it go. I actually now feel the opposite. I have a lot of love for these people, and I genuinely believe that most of them are good people with good hearts and have been severely misguided. I believe that most of them truly do not understand what their choice actually means. I know personally from several people in my life who have lost loved ones to COVID who were unvaccinated. My heart goes out to them and compassion is not lost. Majority of my family is not vaccinated and I worry every day that I might lose one of them unexpectedly.
0: I can get there minus the love part, but I understand the sentiment. I, well, I can mean, get like there, person saying, still loves their family. I'm saying strangers. Sure. You know. And I don't even know if that's what that person meant, but I agree with the—they're uh, just being misled. They're being fed misinformation, and yeah. it's you know, fear, scare tactics, what have you. I agree with you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I agree, also agree that they do not understand the gravity of their choice. Right. I get it. That doesn't mean I have to be forgiving. You know that. Doesn't or does mean, it doesn't
1: mean that you have to change. You have to continue to alter your life so severely. I'm not to forgiving for to
0: those that smoke cigarettes. You know exactly what you're doing, and if you don't, the information is right fucking there.
1: Yeah, well, that's a little bit different because, like you said, the information is right there. There's no no...
0: people have died as a result of cigarette smoking directly. Right, I'm saying, but there have been companies that have purged that. I know now. There's no
1: debate on whether or not smoking is good for you. I get it, but the same
0: uh, entities that are saying cigarette smoking is bad for you, this like CDC, Surgeon Generals. Are the same people that are saying you will I die? Of, it's the same fucking source.
1: I understand. I'm just saying there's not really anyone out there who would try to argue that smoking is uh is is good for your health.
0: No, I, but
1: there are people. There are sources of inf- not reliable ones, but right. there are other um entities saying the vaccine will kill you.
0: My point is that the the solid, robust information regarding. The, the risks of not being vaccinated for COVID. That sort of information is as easily accessible.
1: I understand. But it's this crazy phenomenon of like see, hearing one person say the opposite. And if this person has any letters after the end of their name, like, you know, they have an RN or an MD or like whatever combination of letters. You don't even know what the fuck it means. You just know that they call themselves a doctor and they go on the. I don't know, like Joe Rogan podcast and they, they spew all this bullshit anti-vax stuff and people think, oh, I should I should think about this a little bit more. This doctor says that this vaccine might harm me.
0: Yeah. I, then it doesn't I, matter I how many reliable sources I say otherwise. I can get there for the I feel bad for that type of person that buys. Like, I, yes, I, I pity you. Yes. I don't love you. Like as a as a person, I know what you, you mean. You know, I, I know respect you, you. I don't want anything to happen to you. Mm-hmm. But I do not feel that overwhelming compassion
1: to the point of having to right. Al- right. I'm not going to sacrifice my life, yeah, for people in that position. And although whoever, I, feel I don't like even
0: know who said that. You're a better person than I am. Then I Maybe. mean, I, I don't. I f- know.
1: I, so I do feel like it's like there's like I'm not going to alter the way I'm living my life to cater to the people who are falling victim to this type of you know disinformation and misinformation. But And we've talked before about how we interact with people on social media, like there's the unfollow, unfriend, like. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like when I see someone who is falling victim to this and it's if it's someone that I care about, especially it's like I want to try to like I even though I know a lot of times it's it's like fruitless. But
0: no, you're just not on the list anymore, dude. That's it. That's I will talk to you if I see you. I'm not going to shut you out, but you're just.
1: Well, I guess I'm I'm saying my level of compassion goes that far at least sure. that like I will try to have a conversation and try to you know steer them back <laughs> like depending on how far down the rabbit hole they are too.
0: Okay. What else we got?
1: Um hold on. I went to open that other message. Um Yeah, I think that 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 was pretty much summarizing all of them. They were all there were a lot of common themes, common threads throughout and I think we've touched on all of them now. Um Yeah, I guess the one thing that we didn't really like get into in detail that I think is kind of its own distinct conversation is about people being frustrated with um school closures or quarantines. Cause even though schools are dropping mask mandates, at least for us here in our state uh next month, um, I don't know if they're still gonna be doing contact tracing and quarantining or if they're gonna be doing tests to stay or like no idea how that's being handled. Um. So I think that will be an interesting piece of what, how people feel about specific, specifically about how schools are operating. Yeah. Based on this new chapter.
0: And I'm not in a position to. I, I mean, I have my opinions on it, but I don't know the ins and outs.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. I'm just thinking because talking about how our feelings have changed towards a lot of things and a lot of our our personal risk tolerance is a little bit different i wouldn't even say it's changed like it's permanent i'm saying right now at this moment in time <laughs> because of our situation yeah is different um but like i'm i've been really frustrated with like parents who refuse to send their kids with masks to school and stuff like that uh, at our daycare because it's optional and i've been you know writing to our department of health and stuff like of course, yeah. at, like i've been kind of you know like really passionate about i get it. about this yeah. and because i just feel like our kids are so vulnerable because they can't be vaccinated and it's frustrating that other people aren't trying to protect them when you know that's the job of the daycare but yeah like i just i want to know how things are going to happen with schools because uh, right now i don't feel super strongly about people wearing masks or about our daughter wearing a mask because again i feel like she's pretty well protected cause she just had it
0: we'll probably have a better picture about that come august they're probably waiting for this school year to end, Maybe. and then it, 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 there's a more than good chance that by summer, at the latest, it's going to be available to children in our children's age group.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So come August. But com even K August, twelve, I'm curious to see how the the dropping of the mask mandate affects cases in schools and affects. Um, My point is that they're probably going
0: to add that to the list of vaccines that you need to have in order to attend schools
1: for teachers and students You yes think? i hope so i don't know what the delay is on requiring it for I think teachers
0: mid-year it might be a little challenging i think i mean it was fda approved in, like, i don't September. know i don't know <laughs> i'm just saying that my I'd, I'd put money down that start of school year 2022 into 2023 maybe probably gonna do it Well, Um,
1: if anyone's out there and wants to join me in emailing the Department of Health, (laughs) ask them what the fuck is taking so long to require it for daycare teachers, at least. Yeah. Go ahead, because they're sick of hearing from me.
0: (laughs) This is what I like about uh, our our interactions with the listeners, because I go into this blind from the messages. I don't know who. You don't look at the polls. So I like to go back. And, and then see who said what? Who said what? Right. <laughs> but uh shout out to uh to Sarah because I did the same thing. Uh I ended up deactivating the Facebook mm-hmm. and I removed the Instagram app from my phone. The next step And you is already to...
1: didn't have the Facebook app.
0: Right. Right. Yes. Okay. I did not have the Facebook app. I deleted Messenger from my phone too. Wow. Um so What are
1: the uh guys in your fancy league gonna do i
0: i have it downloaded on my work desktop so i pop in there every it's once in a while good use of your, your work oh it's, it's usually just during the break i, <laughs> I know I, I only but, still, no, but i'm saying
1: bit. like that group is so used to having access to each other 24 7 you guys talk all the time i
0: understand i took i, I feel it's, like they're gonna be worried about you if you don't reply i until especially Monday morning. <laughs> got rid of instagram because that was my biggest doom scroll
1: yeah really and, more so than twitter mm-hmm. i'm surprised
0: i will not delete twitter because, just just because of Don't you scroll the on Twitter all the time? It's investigative, okay, especially when it comes to sports. Okay, useful information to you. Yes. Gotcha. I, I rely that on sense. that for breaking news when it comes to sports. But
1: Instagram is just it's a waste just, of your time. Yeah.
0: I don't care. I don't care. I don't post anything, really. Yeah. So I think that's the next to be deactivated. Good for you. Uh, yeah. So I'm getting there. There was this magazine or whatever that was challenging individuals to uh they would pay someone two thousand dollars to delete all social media from their uh phone for two months or thereabouts which includes youtube and yeah. I, I just i can't delete youtube
1: why what the fuck are you watching on youtube
0: usually that's what i'm listening to
1: video. oh you use it for music and stuff
0: when i clean
1: yeah but you do know that you can get that from like it's Apple like music or spot youtube
0: videos that you're supposed to watch and i just listen that aren't podcasts. Also,
1: well, for two months, you could listen to other music. I know,
0: I know. And <laughs> where's there that are, two grand? There what are, are work. Out, no, you have to be accepted. It's not just anybody. Yeah,
1: but still, did you but, even apply? No. <laughs> All right, I'll no. do it. It's too late. I can <laughs> do it. You just have to take over the podcast social media.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, that being said, we're going to end it here. Next episode, don't know what will be next week. Next episode, Hopefully I Hopefully we'll be
1: here. We've yeah. been fucking flaky all over the place. I
0: do want to talk about the death of baseball. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of you are probably, oh, fucking baseball. That's the point. Right. That's <laughs> the point. So all you people, oh, fucking baseball, this is going to be boring. I want to hear from you.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: want to know your opinion. on um, To me, the most beautiful game that was ever invented... Because I, I I agree with you at this point.
1: And that's from someone who's not a huge sports person. Baseball has been my favorite sport I, my whole life.
0: It pains me. I feel like I'm saying goodbye to a family member that's dying.
1: Well, I think the fact that we haven't really been able to go to a baseball game in it's a couple of years. It's not just that. It's it's the whole perception
0: in the public.
1: I know. I just think it's compounded. But well, yeah. anyway, so we'll, we're, we're going to talk about next And the week. lockout. <laughs>
0: Anyways, all right. So that's, that's next on the agenda. So... Um, If you wanted to touch base with us, touch (laughs) base, Jesus, touch base with us. I'm I'm the one. I'm the one. It's It's, it's 915. Oh, yeah, it's late. Um, If you want to touch base with us regarding your experience with COVID assuming you had it or if you know someone that had it or if you didn't have it yet and you're starting to ease yourself back in or if you're frustrated that everybody else is moving on yeah specifically (laughs) in Rhode Island we'd like to hear from you um you can hit up Cindy on the socials because I fucking don't have them anymore
1: (laughs) yep we're on Instagram at while she's napping
0: all right yeah we can just not mention the face
1: yep (laughs) okay
0: sit us up on the insta or my finsta oh my god I've never had a fence though. Maybe I should get a fence. Oh man. Anyways, uh, till next time. Talk to you later. Bye.